Hey, Cinefans. Welcome to this special bonus episode that I'm doing a solo intro for, mainly because we did not plan on this to be a an episode in a bonus episode week. We went just way too long on our House of the Dragon episode, so I'm spinning off the extra long intro anyway into this special bonus episode. Like I, I've already said this at the beginning of the last podcast, but just in case you haven't listened to that already and you're just can, kind of confused, well, that's why there's a bonus episode. It's literally the game we played before the other one. So it is one of the reasons why that episode went so long. So to make it so much easier for you listeners out there, here's the podcast-only version of the game for our House of the Dragon episode where we play Drafting Game of Thrones. I hope you enjoy. All right, guys, plural, both of you. We're going to do a slightly different game today. No, no letter choosing to be had. Next week, we will just go right back to Jastin. It will be Jastin's turn. So today we talked about it. We had discussed some things. Uh, We decided we're going to do one of these ever so popular TikTok trends. And we're going to do a draft. We're going to do a Game of Thrones House of Dragon draft. We will be drafting from the Game of Thrones universe. If you will, the got you. (laughs) Nailed it. Really no reaction at all from that, Justin. From the got you? (laughs) Nothing? Man, tough crowd tonight. I thought that was ingenious because I literally just came up with it off the top of my head. Oh, I'm getting clawed by a cat in the leg. All right. Um, Anyway, so we will go. We're gonna we're gonna do a draft. We're gonna do a at least a, a a three three round draft, possibly five, depending on how it goes. Um, we didn't really prescribe a draft order, but I figured let's just go alphabetical. It's the easiest way. And give you guys a fighting chance to beat me. Because you won't. I will universally have the best Game of Thrones draft to ever happen. So with all that. uh, All right, Heather. What is your first round pick? Oh, wait, real quick. We didn't decide this. Are we going to snake draft? Or are we just going to go a standard linear draft? Heather, I don't know if you know, snake draft is like, it's you, Justin, me, then it goes me, Justin, you. We alternate every round going. That. That's fine. Uh, this is my first draft of anything ever, so I'm just excited. <laughs> we can do that. Oh, man. Oh, man. Are you about to destroy my dreams of enjoying a draft? <laughs> I am. I'm going to destroy everything for you guys now. Great. All right. All right, Heather, start us off with the first pick in the Cinema Slayers got you draft <laughs> um all right my first pick i'm going with brienne brienne, brienne of course yeah. okay i'm not gonna lie i feel like you could have waited a couple of rounds on that one that's fine okay. it's a big one for me yeah. any particular that's reason why? 
She's right. number one for you. I mean, I think she has a lot of makings in general of like, she's a warrior. She's a soldier. She can take care of herself. She's very independent and strong, but she's also smart. Like she, she thinks a lot, you know, she's a quick thinker. And, um, I mean, she did survive, you know, at the end. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go with her. She's, she's so badass. I got to do it. That is true. She is in de- definitely yeah. a survivor, works well with others. So could be on a team, you know, she can be depended upon pretty reliable, pretty faithful to a word. So not a bad draft pick. And she'll like, you know, write in the book about, you know, if you die before her, she'll tell your story beyond it. So. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do think Brianne is worthy of a draft pick. I'm just saying probably could have gotten her for more value later in the draft. That's all I was saying. She is a draft mm-hmm. pick though. Don't okay. get me wrong. Definitely draft pick. Uh, Justin, what about you? What is your first round pick? Man, there are so many good people. It's, it, this was tough. This was really tough for me. But, um, but, but come on, I might as well just get him out of the way. You know, we got to go with Jon Snow, number one, man. I mean, come on. Like, what is this? Like, what are we really doing here? Like, <laughs> I mean, he's very skilled, very skilled in a fight. Um, a person who is going to be able to galvanize people. You know, normally when you do a draft, you have to think about who's going to be the captain of this team. And I think Jon Snow can do that. He's He's got the birthright to do that. So it, it's in his blood to be a leader. He has proven time and time again to be able to think on his feet. He can get out of serious situations. And I mean, the guy has overcome everything including death. So apparently not, you can't even kill this guy and he still somehow finds a way out of it. So, um, so yeah, he, so, I mean, I think that if I'm building a team here and you got to have a leader, you got to have somebody that everybody looks at and goes, okay, I will follow that guy. And he's proven that he's got a proven leadership track record. So he's got to be my captain if nobody else is going to pick him yet. So, I'm glad nobody else drafted him first. We're going Jon Snow number one, baby. I get it. I I think he's a little safe. I think that's, but first round safe draft pick. You got to, right? You got, you got to go. We got to go high for the safe. first round. You know, we got to go high. I, I'm not going to lie. I thought that's what I thought that was going to be Heather's. Me too. But, you know, yeah. she took one of mine though. Right. I did. Well, you want took one of mine, so. but yeah, <laughs> yeah, but just a little later, yeah. And see, the best thing about this is neither one of you have affected any of my draft picks at all. I I don't even have Jon Snow on my board. Oh man, wasn't even oh, looking at him because. I'm not going for it. You're going for a team. I don't know what this team concept is. I'm going for Game of Thrones. I'm going with my first round pick. 
I'm going with the Iron Throne itself. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> what everyone wants. What everyone aspires to have. It's mine now. That's pretty good. <laughs> I have the Iron That's Throne. pretty good. Plus, it's one of the most iconic things in the show. And the books, everything. It's iconic. That's mine. Hmm. Yeah. I see how this is going to go now. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, if you notice, I worded things very specifically. I never said they had to be people. Just a Game of Thrones draft. And that's why my second pick, and I think this is the best value pick of the entire draft right here. Balerion the Black Dread. I'm going with the dragon that Aegon the Conqueror used to take over Westeros. The largest dragon to ever exist in the Game of Thrones universe. The one whose skull is used in both House of Dragon and Game of Thrones. Okay. I'm drafting Balerion the Black Dread. I mean, he's the most unstoppable dragon here. Okay. You guys can get all the other dragons. They are just small little fish compared to Balerion. So I'm taking him. Okay. That's pretty good, too. And don't worry. I'm going to tie all this together I at the end. I believe you. All of it. Justin, what is your second round pick? Interesting. Interesting. Well, for my second round pick, um, if I'm putting together a team here, I've got my leader. So now you need role players. You need people who play well with others, people who can follow orders. You need people, but, but you need planners. You know, not only that, but you need planners. You need people to come up with, to draw up the plays. You need somebody who can come up with a game plan to win. So with that being said, my second pick, We'll go to Mr. Tyrion Lannister. I mean, this guy's clever. You know, this guy's clever. We yeah. saw him, you know, when it comes to cunning and clever and being one step ahead of the opposition. I think that no one has shown that more than that character. Most of the time in Game of Thrones. Now, let's not talk about season eight where everything where he just kind of was not himself. OK, every everybody, every player has a bad day, though. You know, Michael Jordan had some bad games. You know, everybody has some bad games. So don't completely hold season eight against him. But we got to look at the body of work, people, when we make these decisions. So I got to have somebody who knows Westeros like the back of his hand. He's going to know where the best hiding places are. He's going to know how to, uh, where to go as far as strategy, um, especially if you're fighting, in this case, a chair or <laughs> Brienne or a dragon. If anybody can come up with a plan to overcome that, and it's Tyrion. I think that he is somebody who has the cunning. He understands resources. He understands money. He understands trade. He knows how to get, and he understands people. 
most of all. He knows these families too. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows these families and he's got history with several and he's been the hand um, and he's been a hand of the king. So you, when you're looking at his resume, that's a lot of experience um, or hand of the queen, I should say. Um, but either way, you know what I meant. He was hand of yeah, the king he sure also. Was. He was. Yes. Yeah, so he's been a hand of a king and queen. So regardless of who we're talking about, this man understands how to assist, how to help, how to tell the truth, how to question leadership when the time comes and how to think outside the box. And I think if you're going up against dragons, if you're going up against the Night King, if you're going up against anything like that, you're going to need somebody with brains in your corner. So my second pick, Tyrion Lannister. That's solid. Honestly, Justin, right now your draft is who I thought the other two people in the first round were going to be. <laughs> That's he was crazy. Yeah, he was my next choice, too, so got him. Dang, we should have not gone with the snake method. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you get two picks true. in a row, true. Though, Heather. True. You get two picks in a row. So, Heather, what is your the your second round pick? And then you go into your first pick of the third round. All right, round. my next pick, I got to go with uh, Damon, Damon Targaryen. And... Here's why, mostly. Um, Crab King. <laughs> like, let's just, that's kind of all that. And I know we'll get into it, but like that entire episode and everything that he did, man, like it was, he was so badass. But like, I mean, he is not afraid to get his hands dirty, right? But he also is very smart and he is, he's not a man of the people, but he definitely is a master manipulator in a way. Um, but I think, I mean, he's a fighter. He's, I mean, he can take on literally an army by himself. Um, and I mean, he's, I mean, he's royalty, you know what I mean? So I, I just feel like, with him in your corner, I mean, yeah, there, there's not really any going. And he talks to dragons. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's he got it all. Um, he's, I would be afraid of him. I'd be afraid to go up against him. I think he's, uh, he, he puts that fear in people, but he's also someone you'd want to be on your side if something goes down. You know, he's going to be one of the first people you'd want in your corner if something goes wrong. So. He's going to be my second round pick. No, that's fair. I mean, when it comes to just pure battle strategy and fighting, I mean, he's he's a major player. If you if you're going based on the model like that, Justin has said that you know going up against these relative other things. I mean, Damon really kind of ups your ability because while Brienne can fight. Does she have the strategy aspects right. of everything? Dame, she Damon follows does. the orders, but he would be so definitely really... willing to like give the orders that need to be given, you know? Yeah. I mean, and nobody's more and, petty uh, than that man. I'll give him that. And that is a motivator for him for sure. <laughs> so if you, if you know anything, any little petty thing, 
he will be uh, killing a, an entire village of people. So that's true. true. That all right, Heather? Oh, uh, what's your what's your first oh pick of the third round? See, this is so hard because kind of like what Jasmine said, there's so many good characters, and you took Tyrion. Of course, he was going to be on mine. Um. I honestly think I I don't know. It's, it's so it's so hard to pick. I think I have to go with Arya. Arya Stark. I got to do it. Cuz I mean, her character development throughout and how she just kind of did her own thing and took control of her own survival um and fought with the best of them and learned how to fight from the best of them and literally took out the night king come on you know what i mean like she's she's solid um you know but she's also smart you know she's smart she's sly she is um she knows how to play the game too like she has seen enough of what happens in these different kingdoms and with these different people um nothing would really surprise her so i don't think she'd be caught off guard by too much um, and she just kind of, yeah, she knows how to play the game. She knows the game being played and she's just like, I'm here for it. So Aria for the win, for sure. Man, that was one of my picks, but she was a little bit in later rounds. Cause I mean, her swordsmanship and her maneuverability, she's also very stealthy. If you need somebody to sneak into something or try to take something or something like that. Yeah. She might be the one for the job. Um, she's very like mission oriented. Like what she's got in her mind, she's like, no, I'm killing everybody on this list of people. She's doing it. She's just doing it. So yeah, she will not lose focus. Yeah. Um, the only real knock against her might be that she's a, she beats to her own drum. She kind of likes to work alone. I would question, uh, you know, depending on if if she's working with family, cool, which is why she'd be great on my team, you know, Jon Snow leading the team. But when it's not family, I don't know. She kind of is like, eh, I don't know if I, you know, I'm doing my own thing over here. So I question her ability to work with others sometimes, but she has shown she can do it when when she puts her mind to it and the, the interest line That's, open, et cetera, et cetera. That is fair. I will but, say though, like her and Brienne already kind of have that connection. Um, she'll yeah, she'll be, she'll be good with Brienne. I mean, Brienne protected her mom until she died, like taught her how to fight better was really her only like equal match. If it really came down to it, like, and I don't know. I just would love to see that dynamic between her and Damon. <laughs> like <laughs> they would probably be like, I kind we, they kind of hate each other, but they have that mutual respect of like, okay, we're going to just get things done and we got to work together to do it. And I hate you, but I respect how you think about things. I feel like that would be their dynamic. And I would like a show about that actually. But yeah. So uh, I think that it would work. I do. It depends on, like, she definitely works better when it's her own family. But if it was people outside of her family, 
I don't know. I think these would be good. And she kind of wanted to leave her family, not leave them, but she didn't want to be a part of that world anymore. And she kind of went on her own and did her own thing. So I think, I think she'd be up for the, with her growth that we've seen in her throughout Game of Thrones, I think she'd be all right. Cool. Cool. All right, all right. What's your pick this of the third one round? Might be a little out of left field, but just to p- put people into the mindset I have here. So I'm trying to think about when I think about this, I'm thinking about like almost like if I had to put together the ultimate like RPG team. So I'm looking at the skills of each one of these people, and it's like, okay, so and what is a quintessential thing to have? When you're building any kind of team in an RPG, you need a mage. You need somebody who is a master of the dark arts, right? You need you need a black mage. You need somebody who understands magic, kind of understands that other side, can has dealings with the otherworldly, kind of under has a connection to that. So my third pick is the red woman. Melisandre herself, and this is why, because she, I think, especially with Tyrion being my strategist, imagine Tyrion being able to use, having use of someone who has black magic, the ability to kill somebody from afar, the ability to sometimes see things before they happen, the ability to... um. And even though we we understand that not all of her visions were accurate, but still being able to grant somebody the ability to see something, being able to see where somebody is, being able to pinpoint someone's location, being able to use her black magic to uh, essentially kill someone or anything, you know, using being able to use that magic to snipe someone, so to speak, without them even knowing or without them even realizing it. Um, Now, of course, there are some risks involved with this. You know, some of these spells take time to conjure and certain things are needed and stuff like that. And I understand that Melisandre can't, wasn't always the most trustworthy person. But if she believes in the person and she believes in the cause, she usually is a faithful follower. So I think she could get behind Jon Snow. I think that is somebody that she would follow. And I think with Tyrion being my strategist, and now I have somebody who can use black magic, I'm almost ready for anything. And she's lived for, I mean, what has to be hundreds, hundreds of years. I mean, because we know how the red woman really looks. (laughs) But the reason why she looks like that is why? Because she's lived for so long. So not only am I getting somebody who is a black mage, somebody who can use magic now, I I have a magic user in my party, but I have somebody who has a wealth of experience. So, um... I think that that's going to be very, very um, useful in in battle, useful in situations. So, yeah, Red Woman is going to be my third pick. I don't hate that. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to even question that she would follow Jon Snow because yeah. she does. Yeah. 
when she resurrects Jon Snow and she believes he's Azura High, you know, she's willing to follow him. That's true. That so. too. The power of resurrection. Like, I didn't say that, but that's another that's power that this person possesses. Huh? So, yeah. I think I'm doing pretty well right now. That's solid. All yeah. right, Justin. I'm going to go for the better version of what Justin just went for, though. I'm going to go with the Night's King himself. Damn. You want to talk about resurrection powers? Yeah. This man can resurrect yeah, whole villages. He would be the best of This them. man can <laughs> resurrect. This man can resurrect and kill dragons. I'm terrified right. of your team. <laughs> I'm going with him. I'm going, like I said, for the quintessential Game of Thrones team. I've officially completed my first little part of it, which is a song of fire and ice, which is the whole themology of Game of Thrones. Everything that this story, even House of Dragons and Game of Thrones is built upon is the song of fire and ice. And with the centerpiece being the Iron Throne itself. My team is the most quintessential Game of Thrones team out there. I embody the universe. (laughs) You know, I can't fight that, man. But, That's good. And to, to to kind of also piggyback off of what Justin says, it's great. Justin, more or less, when he was describing Melisandre and her abilities, was describing my third and fourth picks, and it's glorious. Because you want to get into somebody that can predict the future. You want to get into somebody that can see things that are happening anywhere. You want to get into that? I'll get the three-eyed raven. Yeah. As my fourth pick. That was one of my picks, but good choice, sir. Good choice. Get to see the past, the present, the future. Anywhere, everywhere, all at once. Man. And with all that, and like I said, combining that. As like the like I said, the quintessential arcs and the points of like Game of Thrones and stuff like that. That's why I'm sealing the deal with that. I can I can resurrect anybody or anything. I can draw ice storms. I can also just burn anything. And the reason why I wanted to go this route too is if we were to do a battle or whatever, like Justin was saying, okay, Balerion couldn't necessarily burn Jon Snow. Might not be able to burn even Melisandre. And then on Heather's team, couldn't burn Damon. Because of the Targaryen blood that they possess. You know, and that's based on the show. In the, in the books, they can be burned by Dragonfire. But either way, we'll look at it just, we'll look at that part of it strictly from the point of view of the show. Balerion might not be able to do that. And to eat them, which he could also do. It's not that he couldn't kill them. He just couldn't burn them. He would have to get close enough to eat them or whatever. But that's where the Night King comes into play. Night King can take any of them out that way. And with the hordes of the undead and the ability to create other white walkers, you know, through sacrifices from the people that worship him and everything like that, you know, and you want to get then like Jasmine was saying, been around for centuries in a lot of ways. They didn't necessarily describe it as such, but has black magic, you know? And then I, I add into that 
the three-eyed raven's abilities to take over animals. So, with Jastin, I mean, it's implied that with Jon Snow, you get ghost. Three-eyed raven can take over ghost. And when it comes to to, to Heather's team with Damon, with the dragons, three-eyed raven can possess a dragon. We saw that with Bran's abilities as the three-eyed raven. So that's where I'm kind of looping back in with that stuff as foils to your parts. And like I said, but whilst also still keeping as Jastin so eloquently put it, a chair is my number one pick. All right. Uh, so now it's back to you, Jastin. What's your pick in this fourth round? Cool. Cool. So, um, it hasn't been done yet. So somebody had to do it right. But I think that this is a great time to go ahead and pick up uh, Miss Daenerys Targaryen, you know, the unburned, um, the, the, the queen of dragons, if you will, um, the, 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 the queen that, that wasn't, unfortunately. But what I was looking at with this pick is that, um, is, you know, you, you, you picked one dragon, Sterling. Well, she has three. So I just, so, so for me, that was a very valuable pick because this is a woman who comes with three dragons. So she has them, she cultivated them, you know, they, they all trust her and she has control of three. So I don't believe there is a person on the board that has control of three dragons. So, uh, you know, and, and the Night King With that. can get control of them, has the ability to get control of them, but he doesn't own any dragons. You know, that that's the one knock against the Night King is he has to attain everything. You know, you got to find dead, you got to have dead bodies before you can resurrect them. You got to have a dead dragon before you can y- use your magic and, and resurrect them. So... When the, so when I look at the Night King as himself, not as valuable as what he can do with time. That's kind of a, a, a pick where the Night King needs time to become powerful. Daenerys just is. I mean, I got her and I got three dragons and I'm ready to go. So I like that. I like. We'll see. I, the only thing I'm going to bring up with that is do you technically get to claim you get to come with three dragons? Because my boy did kill one and take it. I mean, that's, and that's why I did it like this. Is when do you necessarily get to say you get to have it? You know what I mean? But it was hers. I very, so it was, no, I completely agree. And then my boy took it. I'm just saying in season eight, it was his. You know what I mean? It was he is dragon. But I think really she gets it by proximity because she had them for more seasons. Like they are her dragons. And that's fair. And that's fair. I'm not because I didn't necessarily when I chose the Night King, there's a reason why I didn't say he has a dragon. I'm not necessarily making the argument that he comes with dragon. But I chose him like that. And when I did. Because I knew other people would bring it up. Now, 
where you get to argue that maybe Damon on Heather's team might have more dragons is uh, they imply, oh, I don't want to necessarily say this now, but they do strictly say that there are unwritered or un, you know, non-writer mm-hmm. dragons. That Damon being one of the most capable dragon writers in House of Dragon, you could argue that he would be able to have mm-hmm. that too. And he knows how to cultivate them. You know he knows I mean? how to train them. He knows how to. Yes. So even if his dragon dies, he would be able to attain another one. So see, these are all like skills yes. that would be. Yeah, he'd be. He's a very, very. And I had him on my team too. She took him, but yeah, he's yeah. a very valuable pick. You know, but there's a reason why I went with Balerion, the Black Dread, is even all of Daenerys's dragons, they pale in comparison, like especially size-wise, to Balerion. Like even Drogon, like the big, her big, big, mm-hmm. big dragon, ain't so big compared to him. And we'll get more into that later because there are aspects of my draft that I do have to explain in the spoiler section of this episode. Okay. Okay. So, I, and that's why I don't want to ruin something we're going to talk about later. But I get what you're saying, though. Like that, and there there was some strategy on my side with it too. That's like I said. It's where like, and I'm not saying we're going to do this, but it's the fun ability, like in general, where then you can argue semantics. Mm-hmm. Of like you said, Justin, you're coming with three dragons. And I'm like, man, I don't know. Night King killed and took one. You know what I mean? So could you, I'm just saying the argument could be made that Danny has two and I has got one of hers just by default. I who see. I, I see. But I feel like normally in a, well, I guess it's not like there's a, there's a standard way to play this. But normally when I think of a character, I think about, okay, what what are the principal things that that character brings to the table? And the Night King has all those abilities, but he has to attain them. You know what I mean? He 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 doesn't. The it's the it's the magic and the dagger and everything like that that he has that allows him to resurrect things, cultivate the army of the dead. So you do have the ability to do that, but I don't know if he should come with that. I think he comes with the magic to do it. I don't know if he comes with it all. Well, based on what you just said, though, one thing he should come with as the default standards, the army of the dead. When you're looking at the essence of the characters and how, like what you think of when you think of the character, like when you think of Danny, you think of three dragons. When you think of Jon Snow, you think yeah. of Ghost. When you think of the Night King, you think of also the Army and of the Dead. he's had it since season one, right? He's had it for hundreds of but, years. But yeah, but I'm just saying with respect to... Yes. Well, he's yeah. building it. Yes, he's building it. Yeah. He has at least 13 White Walkers at the beginning of season one. Yeah. So you he know would what I mean? get some of them. Like, like I said, it would be fair to give him some... I'm, of them since he has it. That's his go-to though. That's like his, cause you know, when you think about fights and stuff, you're like, okay, what is the characters preferred weapon? What are the characters preferred behaviors? 
this, that, and the other. So I think he should get his army. I wouldn't give him a dragon. That's not really a quintessential thing for him, but I think he should get his, his army. army of the dead. I, I think he should get that. No, that that's a quintessential part. Now, of, do I do I get to have something of his that was not in the show? But they mention it. They do mention it in the show, but they don't show it in the show. Which is gigantic ice spiders. Do I get to have those? Because in the books he has them, wow. and they do mention wow. it. One of the you remember the old the old lady that was like looking after Bran when he was in bed, and like she would tell them the uh, Hodor's mom. Oh, she tells the story of the ice spiders, and in the books he has the hmm. ice spiders. So do I get the ice spiders? <laughs> Man, I want to say no because they're not in the show, but we did say you could include the books. Yeah, we said the lore, so. We said you could do all the lore. So, hell, give him his army, give him his spiders, but he can't have any dragons. That's just too much. <laughs> that's that's unfair. Give him the, give him the army of the dead. I won't start with dragons. Give him his spiders. <laughs> we'll give him and that. leave the dragons That's fair, alone. Jasmine. I, I, won't, I won't start with the dragons. I'll get one. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll get one, Jason. I'll get one well, of your dragons, well, Jason. Don't you worry. You have one. You, you you got a big ass one, <laughs> but oh, and see that's that's the other twofold thing. And I was waiting for you to bring it up too. I technically get two Balerians because if he dies, I get to bring him back. That's true. As big ass ice dragon that can take more damage because he's now undead. That's that's damn. That's true. That's true. He could be revived. <laughs> I was very sneaky. I was yeah, very sneaky. That was smart. With this. All right, Heather, you get two picks in a row once again. Man, I wish I would have like put as much thought into this as, as you did. I was just like, this team would be cool. I don't know. I mean, I thought about him, but like you had a you had a whole system. Um. So honestly. <laughs> I think my next pick is going to be Princess Rhaenyra. Um, I think if we're talking people that can do strategy, you know, I mean, Damon definitely is that person too. But if you have Damon and Rhaenyra, like she seems like she's really good at strategy too. You know what I mean? Like when we see a little bit in the show of it, I feel like, you know, she's still newer to things, but she she's got that mind and she's got that like, okay, so let's plan it out. Let's, let's get this whole thing pieced together. You know what I mean? And I feel like that with her motivation of um, rage that she kind of has in a way, at least now, um, I just think that she would be a really good benefit. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, and she is powerful and she also has a dragon, um, you know, but I think, um, she, cause she also, she's very, um, her own person and kind of, I guess, similar to Aria in that way where she kind of just beats to her own drum. But when it came down to it, she was like, I've got a duty, you know what I mean? I've got a duty and I have to stick to it. And she really did respect the King. And, um, I think that you see glimpses of the King in Princess Rhaenyra with his, um, what would we call it? I don't know. A little bit of his moral compass or um, 
you know, motivations. And I, I, I see a little bit of that in Princess Rhaenyra that could be carried on. You know what I mean? So um, I think she'd be a great benefit. And um, I mean, when you have her and Damon working together on the same team, I think that there's not going to be a whole lot that be able to get past them in the sense of planning for worst case scenario, but also having like a thriving kingdom of people. I think that that would be a good match. So yeah, Rhaenyra, I think I'm going to choose her. No, oh, very good. Very good. Once again, now you're bringing even more dragons. I got two dragons now. <laughs> yep. Got you a couple. Yeah. I see you. I see you. I'm next, right? Justin. How yes, many Justin. how many more? What is your thinking? final pick? Um are we who just, said this is five? This was our five, last one. This rounds. is our last one. Okay. Five rounds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This would be the we just okay. decided it was good and we kept going. <laughs> So we just went to the five, I guess. Okay. Man, y'all took a couple of mine. So I'm going to have to think about how to round this thing out. I mean, I got, I I just, I, well, there's one piece I'm missing. I know I need a skilled fighter and you took, and you <laughs> freaking took um, Arya Stark. So I don't have him. So that means for this last pick, I want a skilled fighter. So I'm looking at what? Who are the most skilled fighters in Game of Thrones? What? We're looking at Jamie Lannister. We're looking at that's left on the board. We're looking at the Hound. Grey Worm. Um, so you also. Um, Martell. Uh, Tormund. Uh, there's mm-hmm. also Torben or Tormund. Um, if you want to get historically with it, you also could go Sir Arthur Dane. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the show. He was the one that everybody's like, oh, man, Ned Stark beat him in combat. And that's crazy. And then you learn that they had to yeah, cheat to beat true. him. I mean, historically speaking, he is one of the better. Mm-hmm. I mean, fighters. would you technically count Podrick as a good fighter? He was learning. No, <laughs> he was learning. Podrick's my boy, and I still yeah. wouldn't say that. I'm just trying to think, like, who are, like, pound for pound the best fighters left? What, Kristen Cole? I mean, I would go Jamie, to be honest. But that's Freaking. Me. I mean, man, I... I See, you don't want to choose... I'll give you some strategy. Don't yeah. choose Jamie. He loses his hand and then has to do everything left-handed. And while he is good, he's nowhere near the fighter he was when he was... When he had both hands. Yeah. So that's something I'm thinking about. Honestly, looking at all of those picks, I think I'm going to end it with Grey Worm. I think I'm going to go with him. I think I'm going to go with him. I don't know if Grey Worm ever lost a fight in Game of Thrones in the show. I don't know if he ever lost like to, to a one-on-one opponent or anything like that. He got ambushed, but he still survived it. He's also, not only is he a loyal follower, not only is he somebody that you could depend on as far as a soldier, whatever kind of mission you need to accomplish, he also has the ability to create more soldiers for me. You know, he's the whole unsullied army. He can train them. He can lead them. They 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 follow him to a T. So 
I think that he is somebody as far as a soldier and with skill and everything like that. He is somebody who really is is not only loyal, but his sense of duty out of all of the people, the characters in the show. He is one of those, I think, that had just the highest sense of duty. You know, I will complete the mission. I will do I will, you know, obey the command. I will do this because I see even when I don't understand fully what the purpose is, I'm going to do it because I believe in the cause. I believe in what this person is saying. He's got experience with Tyrion. He's got experience with Jon Snow, you know, um, and of course Daenerys is on my team. So I think he'll be cool uh, following her and being able to train and cultivate an army for these strategies that Tyrion and Jon Snow come up with. So I think if, you know, you, you guys stole some of my picks, uh, cause I was trying to get on that three odd Raven as well. But if I don't have that, then I, I like at least that I have a great strategist. I have a great leader. I have some dragons on my team. I've got some high birthrights on my team. I've got, and I've got one of the most skilled fighters in the game. So I think who's capable of amassing an army and training an army and has that kind of battle experience. So I think I got most of, and I've got a black mage. I've got somebody who can use black magic. So I think I got most of my bases covered, I think. So yeah, we'll go with Grey Worm. That's number five. That's good. No, that's solid. I mean, I get it. I mean, you could also argue that by having Danny and Grey Worm, you you can argue that your team would also, more or less, like you said, have access or whatever you want to consider it, to the Unsullied. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's a solid pick, Justin. Not on my list. <laughs> the The look on your face right now I'm tells s- me that you're so pleased with your last pick. <laughs> I am. No one has taken any of my picks and it's glorious. I guess the one pick I had that might have, I was on Jastin's, I guess was the three head rape. And I, and I wanted to gamble with him a little bit to the fourth round because I have a couple of backups, but I love it. Cause Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick of the draft, I would argue is probably one of the most relevant people in all of game of Thrones. Because I'm going to go with the first king of Westeros, Aegon the Conqueror himself. So not only do I have Balerion, I have his rider, but by getting Aegon in there too, based on, on, on some of the things that have been established, I get both his sisters, because those are his queens, because he is married to both of them. Which means I also get... Vagar the dragon. And then I would also get Meraxes the dragon. And I essentially have the people that conquered every single kingdom in Westeros. Wait, so why do you and get his sisters again? Throne. Wouldn't that be another different character? The argument with that is, is that they're married. Like, they are all together. Like, they were the the team that came over. Even without them, 
not really that worried about it because I still have the king that took over Westeros. It's more or less like you're saying like what you came with. You know what I mean? That's the argument I would make with it. But even without it, I still very much love my pick. Because there's not a dragon in here that he also could not ride. Because a lot of, like, everybody's uh, everybody's Targaryen-ness that everybody's listed from here all come from him. Like, everybody's Targaryen bloodline that were that was mentioned in, in this draft, they all come from him. And he's also the least inbred of all of them. Where everyone else's is a very inbred Targaryen. He is not. He is the most pure of the Valyrian blood. And so that gives him more of the stuff with the dragons. Everything like that. Ties into it better. And you want to get into military strategy. I mean, he's the guy that took over the Seven Kingdoms. That's why I was kind of secretly loving when Justin kept bringing up strategy and all these other things. I was like, yes, Justin. Bring up how good my Aegon the Conqueror pick will be. Because he is the guy that knows how to do it better than anyone. Essentially, since him, people have only been able to just either maintain the Seven Kingdoms because of him, or take back control over little parts of it throughout. But nobody's been able to actually conquer the Seven Kingdoms. Because even then, like, if you really look at it, in, in, in Game of Thrones, when the Seven Kingdoms started to break apart, no one really was ever able to really take it back over. Fully. And that is a trait solely prescribed to Aegon the Conqueror. He is what everybody has strived to be. I mean, and that's one of the things I love about it, Justin, is like Danny. Danny wants to be Aegon. But she's not. She's not Aegon. Because she failed. And Aegon did not. I pick winners. And Jon Snow won, though. Plus, like I said, did he? Because he got exiled. But he couldn't have, but he wouldn't have had it any other way, man. I, I like a, I like having no, I agree, a person I agree. where all that King Throne shit is kind of beneath them. I think that that actually helps my team. It helps Jon Snow. I think that's why, like, I feel like I picked a good leader because some of those things aren't really going to have an effect on him. You know, like in the RPG where it's like, how much damage does it do? Like, here's the Iron Throne. Well, that would do like zero damage to Jon Snow because he don't care about that shit. So, so there are certain things you say that, Justin. Um, I I think that's another reason why he's such a valuable pick, man, because he just won't be so easily guided and goaded by these things. You know, he's gonna do what's best for my team. He won't, 
But so many people on the team are, though, Justin. So many people are. And the thing is with it, too. A, essentially no one in all of Game of Thrones has killed more people than the throne itself. Because it's a symbol for so many of their deaths. It is the point of so many of their deaths. Then on top of that, the throne itself has directly killed people. There's the whole thing that, you know, an unworthy king upon the Iron Throne, like, you know, it deals damage to him and ultimately kills them. And maybe that's why Jon Snow didn't want to sit on it, Jastin. Is he knew he was unworthy in the end. In the end, he knew if he sat on that chair, it'd prick him and he'd die. Oh, no, he was worthy. He's got some of that Aegon in him. He's got that Aegon in him. You know what I'm saying? But eh, he was just above it, man. And I like that. I really like that. I ain't got to worry about my leader. No, that's fair, I ain't got to worry about my leader going into business for himself. I ain't got to worry about it. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, is ultimately neither do I. Because, I mean, Aegon made the chair. Yeah, but he's got the Night King as a teammate. I mean, I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how that all These works. Buddies. But I feel like my team is going to be like super cohesive. And I got a black magic user. I think I'm doing As long right, as Jon Snow doesn't try to kill Daenerys. <laughs> See, that's the thing, Justin. You got to worry about your own team killing your own team. To be fair, I probably do too in some level, but... <laughs> I think we all have to worry about that, though. That's fair. Aegon, Aegon would hella be worried about the Night King. So we all got that problem. But I feel like yeah, my team uh, would work better, the best together as a cohesive unit. A lot of them See, have worked together. And where I also luck out, where I luck out is there's no sexual tension on my team. Justin has to worry about Daenerys wanting to fuck John. I don't. I don't have that worry That's on true, my team. But you got that throne tension on your team. You, you, your team. Literally, you have the Night King and Aegon the Conqueror, and the throne is right there See. next to him. Uh, <laughs> if they can stop looking See, at it long, but Justin, this to, is what to, to fight my team. Maybe they'll be okay, but you literally have the throne in, uh, over there for them to look at together. I don't know how that's going to work. Justin, see, this is what you didn't think about, though. Ultimately, the Game of Thrones saga is the saga of fire and ice. So what my team ultimately is, is a meme. <laughs> you know that one meme where it's the the two buff men and they're like, you know, they're like grabbing each other, you know, like that that unifying Carl Weathers, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger bitch. handshake. Oof. Yeah. That's what Aegon and the Night King are doing. <laughs> they're Hopefully. like, yeah, you hope that's we what are the do. song. <laughs> you hope that's what they're doing. Oh, fire and ice. <laughs> you hope that's we what happens when, both, when, you sit, when you have both of them in the same room with the throne. You hope that's what they'll do. See, but I don't know. But I'm that's, not that's, so the, sure. that's but that's where I have my secret weapon. This is where I have my secret weapon, though, Justin. 
I've got the three-eyed raven. The three-eyed raven can take over people. I can bend anybody to my will. That helps a little bit. <laughs> but I don't know to what extent. You're so but to, proud. But to what extent does that work? There's got to be some limiting effects to that. Like, so does, does. The show is incredibly vague. Aegon, so. can he, will he understand how to fight like Aegon? Will he understand how to fly a dragon like Aegon? Will he understand, like, would he approach the battle with the same understanding as Aegon? The three-eyed three raven, the three yes. raven and his understanding going into the battle? Well, but the three-eyed raven has the understanding of all of it because of the, the connection to the were trees. Mm. And being able to see all of the past. That's true. That's true. But the Raven could also be a little disinterested. So I don't know. (laughs) Will he be interested? Will he be even interested enough to act? I don't know. I don't know. I see more I see more problems than you think, but uh but no, it's all good. It's all good. (laughs) I'm just gonna burn everything down and resurrect it, and then everything's mine. (laughs) That's the ultimate strategy of my team. Burn it all, resurrect, call it a day. And ice spiders, because I get my damn ice spiders. Justin, I don't think you understand. We don't know if anybody on your team is arachnophobic. If we just go based on normal principles, on the average number of people that are arachnophobic, Justin, you've got at least one person on your team scared of spiders. (laughs) And I've got ice spiders. Same with you, Heather. You've got at least one person. See, I've got armies of them. You know who I bet it is, Justin? I bet it's Sean <laughs> But he's scared of spiders. That would be, yeah, he fears nothing. That would be his one fear. Especially giant ice. That would be hilarious. Right. If it's like, they're, dude, they're fighting the Night King's army and they're like, you know what? This ain't that bad. And then an ice spider shows up. He's like, nah, fuck, I'm out of here. I'm exiling now. Nah, nah. Undead sorcery <laughs> beings, fine. Giant undead woolly mammoths and giants, okay. Ice dragon, cool. Ice spiders, I'm noping mm-hmm. the fuck out of here. Well, Justin, you got another pick though, right? No, that was nope, it. We're done. That was it. Oh, you did all five? That was mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Because he has Jon Snow. He has Tyrion. He has Melisandre. He has Grey Worm. Ah, and he right. has Danny. See, and that's the other thing, too. All I got to do is show Danny the chair and she'll go crazy. Yeah, she wants that chair. She's pretty ambitious about it. She is, but I don't know. She can. Maybe we're all sitting here setting people. it up to where it's like mine and Justin's team. Me and Justin's team like take each other mostly like the fuck the way out, and then Heather's team just comes up and pokes us, and we're dead. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yep, Arya Stark. That's what that's what Arya is gonna do. Arya is gonna wait to the right moment. So. She's going to wait till I everyone's totally fighting each other, waiting for a bunch of stuff to happen diving. and then picking the right moment. And, you know, she she did kill the Night King. So, I mean, she's got that to her yes. credit. 
And that's true. And that's where my foil to that is the fact that I have the three-eyed raven and he'll know it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) That is solely why I built that around that. Because the show does give the Night King, I wouldn't say a bad out, because I don't really have a problem with the fact that Arya was the one that killed him. But, like, there is that foil. And I was like, okay, I got to protect this man. Three-eyed raven. He'll just be like, she's going to drop the knife. The Night King sees and she'd it. also be Bam, able done. to use her like face swapping to disguise herself if she needed to. Mm-hmm. That's true, but that's why most of my people she can't do that with, and I'm that's why I'm 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 glad with that. She can't really face swap with the thread. She can't, but it's not like when she does that she no. gets his powers. You know. Same with the Night King. Well, I don't think she can face swap with the Night King. But even say she did that with Aegon. She doesn't get to magically be able to ride dragons now. You know what I mean? Like, she wouldn't gain Targaryen abilities because she face swapped. And then that's where I still have my Night King to resurrect my Aegon. And then I still have a Balerion. They'll go, hey. Why is this person looking like Aegon, but are climbing on me with none of this Targaryen high Valyrian knowingness? So then he just does like a corkscrew in the air, blowing fire and burns her the fuck off of him. Fair enough. Let's see. Yeah, no, my, my, just in general though, my strategy was, like I said, I was, I'm, I'm wanting to encompass all. Of the the thematic elements of Game of Thrones. That was my strategy. I wasn't looking at it like you guys were, where it's like team elements or this and that. I was going after thematic elements. And creating, like I said, the quintessential song of Fire and Ice. And I wanted a big beefy boy dragon. And he's the biggest beefy boy of them all. Anyway, we've done that for an hour. I think that is our longest intro um, I, ever. I still have one pick left. No. You didn't do two back to back? I did. I had Damon, Rhaenyra, Arya, Brienne. Oh, you skipped yourself. I forgot Why I was would you skip yourself? That was my bad. <laughs> <sighs> if this was NFL draft rules, you lost your pick. <laughs> Nobody corrected me. I've never played this game before. All right, Heather. What's your oh, pick? You sound so excited to let me finish my game. Because <laughs> it's on you to know it. Oh, boy. Um, It was hard because... So my my runner up option was actually going to be Braun, right? Because he is a very skilled knight, um, very cunning, very like knows all people and how they work, all of that. But his flaw is probably one of the biggest flaws, which is he's very wishy washy and he is loyal to nobody. <laughs> um, <laughs> whoever's giving him money is who he's going to go with. Um, yeah. So that's why the one who I felt was the better option of those things I liked about Braun is Rob Stark. 
I'm picking Rob Stark because he is a great commander, you know, of his military. Um, he's very loyal. He is fearless. You know, he he would inspire that that motivation in his people that he's leading in an army if there was ever a battle. Um, I think he has a lot of really great traits to be such an asset to that team. And um, if he's surrounded by the right people, I feel like he would really thrive as like that army commander, you know, um, more than, I mean, he was already great at it, but yeah, if you have the other team members behind you, I think he'd be great, you know? So yeah, I, I think he, I think he would be an excellent choice to be on the team. Like he would be, um, you know, like all of the people that we have doing strategies, he, I think he actually could kind of add to that as well. I mean, he wasn't like a, you know, the strategy guy, but I feel like his um, experience in the battlefield and with leading his people, um, he would be able to have some input as far as how, how to best work with the army that they have whether they were big or small or whatever. So I think Rob Stark would be my last pick in my draft. That's fair. Cool. So if anyone is listening to these, you guys should tell us who wins this. What she's really saying is say, Explain in detail why Sterling won. <laughs> you, yeah, yours was solid. You had a good, you had a good one. I think we all had pretty good ones. Pretty strong. And I like I my team still. I like my team the best. Yeah, you do. You have a good team. I don't have all those X factors, man. I, I mean, I got a few, but I'm not as worried. I think Sterling's the most X facting, volatile, you know, I, I could combust you know, team, um, that's a feast or famine team. Either that all goes to shit or everything works out like, and everything's okay. I feel like my team is like the most balanced team. And then yours, Heather, I think, um, I, I think it's, it, it's, you're definitely, you definitely got some of the most skilled people like battling and stuff. But I just, I just wonder about the leadership of that team. And that's how, and that's how I kind of feel, you know. Well, you took my leaders, Justin. What do you want me to do about it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but where she does look out is with Damon and Ranieri's. Yeah. Yeah, I think they they have the potential for the leadership um, for sure. I get what you're saying. Like, you're not like, man, that's the best leader. I think they can be, you know what I mean? Like, it depends on what type of leader you're looking for. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I think we all have some strengths and weaknesses on our teams. But I'm I'm fairly happy with my pick, especially because this is my first draft of anything ever. And I wasn't as familiar with the rules, apparently. <laughs> but um, I think I was, I, I, I like my team. I do. No, you did well. I mean, it's all, it's all fantasy make believe what would they do anyway but i don't know i just you know (laughs) mine has the least amount of like i would say like actual 
powers in a sense. Like Justin, you got, you know, Melisandre and Sterling has the Night King. I mean, so I don't have that on my team, but I got dragons and I got Damon who takes on a whole army of people by himself, you know? Um, so yeah, I think, I think I did okay considering. Yeah. Some of you, some of the, you, you picked one of mine, you know, you had a pick. I was going to pick, so. You didn't do I do think bad. I have a good team of of fighters on mine. Like I got Brienne, I got Arya, and I got Rob. So I think I got a good amount of of oh and Damon of skilled fighters. Yeah. See, it really kind of just depends on what scenario we put this in. Because if this was a scenario where it's like, okay, we literally just take your picks and we put them in an arena. And it's just them fighting it out. Like, that's where it gets kind of weirdly dangerous with all this stuff. And like I said, I tried to plan for multiple scenarios. That's why I gave myself Balerian and his writer. Because in that scenario, if that was like, if that was like we said, that would be the scenario then yeah, I do kind of lose a team member because I just have a chair sitting in the middle <laughs> of an arena, just sitting there. But and then, but what I would get is I'd have the only person with a dragon and somebody to control it. If it was like that, you know what I mean? Like if it was just like your team in an arena, I get the largest dragon to exist and his rider. So I don't even care at that point. Cause he just flies up a little bit, burns everything down. And then the like three people that are alive. He just kind of flies down and eats them. Like there's no, you know what I mean? I tried to plan for all these, like those contingencies. And like I said, that's why I gave myself a dragon and the rider for that dragon. You know, like I tried to, that's where I, I, I was planning out. Cause like you said, Justin, where you have to worry about things is like, if this was a thing, it's like, oh, amassing army armies and this and that. And there could be infighting or whatever. Yeah, I might lose on the sheer fact that I've got the Night King on my team. And he really doesn't have like a goal like that where his is just kind of like an otherworldly, like just kill everything goal, you know, like freeze everything, like murder everything goal. That's his goal, you know, but where I, I feel like I do luck out with that, too. Is if he did that to my whole team, he would then resurrect them and he would still have those things. You know what I mean? I still technically wouldn't yeah, lose anybody take. on my team because his whole purpose is to resurrect them and use them. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? No, that was an excellent, smart you know, choice. That's that's why I've kind of, like I said, I tried to prepare myself for multiple scenarios. Like if we did this whole draft and we were like, okay, whose team would win in this specific scenario. I tried to put my team into multiple scenarios like that to where it would work. Because outside of that, I do feel like I could have just said Aegon because in versions of what we talked about, I get Balerion by default because I have Aegon. But if, like I said, we did an arena and it's like just your team. That's why I did the twofer on that one. Fair enough. 
I'm coming out with all kinds of yeah. scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. Next time I'll I'll plan better for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I get some of those scenarios. Like I think if we were just doing pound for pound, this team versus that team, and we don't and we don't factor in their personalities, we don't factor in their goals, we don't factor in how they strategize, how they work with others, et cetera, et cetera. It's just a blank, this person and their skills versus that person and their skills. Yes, I would give you the advantage in, in a, if that is the scenario. But I think if you factor in the character personalities, how they work with others, how they employ strategies, like then I think that's where that team is, like I said, a little volatile and maybe a little too combustible because the three-eyed raven may or may not help you depending on what it sees. And if what it sees is good or bad for the realm, the three-eyed raven on your team may not do anything. So that might be a factor if you factor in the three-eyed raven character and what he is and what he represents and stuff like that. But if you say none of that matters and he's just going to control and do and complete the mission, well, then that changes things. But I think it's more well, fun if and, you and, factor and in right that. their personalities and what they stand for, what they do, their, their, their tendencies and their behaviors. Because to me, that all comes with a team and a draft, right? Like if you if you if you put it to a real draft, you don't just draft a person's skill, right? You're drafting their personality. You're drafting what their their baggage. You're drafting all of that stuff. Just ask the Brooklyn Nets, you know. Never will there be a scenario where you just, when you draft in these players or whatever, you're just drafting the pure talent of the player. There's still some other things that may sway things a little bit. So while this player's more talented, they don't work so well with others. So you'd have to, your team would have to overcome that. To me, that's the most fun scenario and conversation to have. So. Well, then, all right, I, I would have just thrown this out there, and then I promise we'll move on, and we'll actually talk about <laughs> House of the Dragon. Sorry, but I So just... if you want to say this is a team, so if you want to say this is a team, all right, these are your players, if you mm-hmm. will, right? Let's do like a secret sixth round real quick of who would your coach be for your team? Not a player coach, but like who would your coach be for your team? Like who would you use to motivate and get everybody together? You know what I mean? That, that role to give them that unifying raw, raw factor, if you will. Damn. And it has to be somebody you haven't already picked, right? <laughs> okay. Yes. Because that'd be a player coach. No player coaches. Because I know Jasmine would just automatically say Johnson. <laughs> Damn, I, I'm trying to think of a character that would fit that role for me. That's oh. tough. Hmm. I, I've got mine. I mean, who's going? I don't know whose turn we're doing. I, I think I would, go. I might go with King Viserys. Yeah. I really would. Cause he got, I mean, we'll talk about it, but he got his whole family together at a time when you didn't think they were going to ever do that. And, uh, 
you know, he was very beloved. So I think, uh, you know, the, the things that certain people in that family would do for his sake speaks a lot to him as a motivator and all of that. So I think I might go with King Viserys. He was the quintessential, the quintessential, can we all just get along? Yeah. <laughs> Character. I mean. Didn't they call him like King yeah, Viserys the Peaceful? The peaceful yeah. So that is actually not a bad pick. Kind of wish I had thought of it. I don't know. I don't know if this is the best pick, but you know what? I'm just going to throw it out on a limb. I, I, I don't, I'm not 100% confident with this pick, but we'll, we'll go with Ned Stark. We'll go with Ned Stark. That was my next that? pick, actually. No, that's not a bad one. I don't we'll, think that's we'll a bad one Ned. at all, Justin. Um, I was debating between those two, actually. Yeah. I, I don't know why I'm, I have apprehension about it, but I guess, but, but, you know, when you, like you guys said, when you consider how honorable he is, how noble he is, how he tries to, he's got a, a pretty, he's pretty even killed. He's got a clear head. He, his sense of duty. Um, he's a veteran, you know, he's got legend and a good reputation. So maybe people would listen to him. Um, he tells the truth. You know, you're going to get the truth out of him. He's going to be honest, sometimes to a fault, but at least he's going to be honest with my team. And he's going to let them know when an idea is stupid. He's going to try to put them in the best position to win. So maybe he is a good pick. We'll go with him. I'm going to go for the final keystone of my theme of Game of Thrones. And I'm going to go with Sir Podrick Payne. <laughs> Yes. Because one of the major themes of Game of Thrones is fucking. (laughs) And this is the man that fucks so good. (laughs) Sex workers give him his money back. (laughs) You're going to have the Night King who, according to canon, does fuck. Because there is a Night Queen and that's how some of the others were created. Just saying. So you have... You have that. You have Aegon. Even the Three-Eyed Raven, I think they'd all look at him and go, man, this man fucks so good. (laughs) And they rally behind that. And he sings like an angel. So, you know, sing the song and motivate them. Inspirational music. Why not? True that. True that. But most importantly, he fucks so good. <laughs> That's all the motivation you need to <laughs> get your team together. <laughs> hey, he fucks better than Tyrion. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Quality over quantity. And on top of that, he has trained under both Tyrion and Brienne. So you get some strategy, you get some fighting. All the things you need in a leader. And he fucks <laughs> so good. He's Mr. Congeniality. I must stress, that is the most important quality. Sure, yeah. I do think that our anyway. picks kind of are a little telling of 
the type of people we would be if we were like in charge of a kingdom, obviously. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, I just like all these characters. So let's all be on a team together. <laughs> and I like mine. If, if I accidentally kill you, don't worry, yeah. I'll bring you back. But it's like, <laughs> let's just dominate everything now. So that's the goal. We're dominating everything. <laughs> yeah. And I'm the gamer. So I was like, oh, do it RPG style. You know, you got to have people with different skills and have a balanced team. So, yeah, I, it, it, this definitely is an extension of our personalities. That's for sure. I would do this game again. Maybe we do just do three rounds next time. But I would do this again. This is fun. So if this is an extension of our personalities. Are you guys saying I'm the fucker? Nailed it. You know what? Take from it what you will. Yeah. And you picked a lot of, you had some, you had a, the main villain in there. So maybe a motherfucker. <laughs> whoa, 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 a whoa. son of a bitch. When did I have the main villain? The Night King. Jasta, all I'm saying is at the end of the, the show, your team had the main villain. Oh, Daenerys? To be fair, though, I think, Sterling, you have the two main villains, Night King and the throne. Technically, is what got everybody up in arms yeah, about everything. you picked the throne. You picked the you throne. You caused wars <laughs> amongst all the nations. But one of my dragons burned the throne. That's fair. My dragon created it, so he'll just Let's make it. Let's play the one-up game now, guys. <laughs> yeah, let's get we. Let, we need to just saying. <laughs> we'll be on. This yeah, we day. do. <laughs> we've gone an hour and twenty minutes. This is hands down the longest intro we've done. It was fun though. Yeah, I can't believe we were like, do y'all want to do three more rounds? <laughs> Remember how we were like, we might do three well, more rounds. Just quick. imagine the episode would just have to be the game, <laughs> right? Pretty much. And they'll be like, okay, uh, recommendations and scores real quick for House of Dragons. Right. Let's wrap this up. Somebody will listen to me. Nobody knows anything but you. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Come on. Cinema Slayer. Slayer.